Welcome back to Silo by Story Archives, the officially number one podcast in the world for Silo by Apple TV. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome. How's everyone doing? How are the Silo dwellers in the world listening to this podcast doing today? We are officially doing a instant reaction to episode two, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, Apple likes to do this thing where they flood you with two episodes out the gate which kind of throws off your podcast recording cadence, but just a little, <laughs> we'll be all right. So the way this is going to go, folks, is we're going to do instant reactions going to launch this morning, Tuesday, May 9th. Hmm. And we've never actually dated our, when we're going to actually post something, but I want to like let them know because this is not going to be our release pattern later. So, yeah. so we'll have one this morning, instant reaction for episode two, and then uh, we'll have a deep dive for episode two coming tomorrow morning. Yeah late tonight tomorrow morning if if you're lucky tonight if you're unlucky and something happens with the recordings tomorrow morning but <laughs> all right let's get into it episode two was i feel like episode one so much more happened like i couldn't stop writing notes the entire time i was watching yeah initially but upon instant reaction i'm so shocked that they decided to show us as much as they did in episode two as as, as quickly they as they did yeah, yeah. they kind of really jumped to the punch on some of these things i'm officially screwed uh the book i've they have shown me so many things <laughs> that i have not read in the book yet that um it's beyond what i can comprehend at this point uh holst the, so the book opens up with holston pretty much okay? oh really okay the, the book really opens up doesn't give you an allison flashback at all so i haven't even gotten to that if that is in the book mm. okay it goes straight to holston he's pretty much recounting the situation with his wife and he goes outside and i already knew what was going to happen with holston you know yeah. um but the fact that they show you so clearly that the silo is lying to the people Think about it. The camera feed, I was trying to like pick, you know, Mm -hmm. piece it together, but the tree is dead on the screen inside the silo and it's fully alive outside. So they're definitely altering the image. There's also, uh, Allison's body is not by the tree when you're outside. If you look and you pause and like you really pay attention, there's not any sign of Allison. Yeah. So... So I have a theory about this. Do you want me to get into this now or do you want me to hold this for the deep dive? How good is the theory? I think it's a pretty darn good theory. Why don't you tease it a little bit? Just, you know. Okay. Well, I definitely think, I don't even know how I can tease this. So. Mm. Don't worry about teasing it. Give give the people what they want. All right. All right. I think the screen is being manipulated. Oh, for sure. But. Oh, okay. Okay. Here's the theory. It's not the screen in the cafeteria. I think the helmets that they're wearing is basically like a VR sort of helmet. Oh. And because cause when he walks outside and he looks, it's beautiful, it's green. And what happens? A pattern of birds flies by. Exactly like what Allison saw on the screen. And you don't see her body there. However, after he starts to appear to die and rips his helmet off, he then crawls to the body. So if the body was really there, but he couldn't see it because the helmet had like some VR, you can see his face actually kind of appears to be lit up. I don't know if that's just, you know, like well, trying to imply that or if that's just what happens. But here you can see there's nobody. There's nothing. There's the pattern of birds flying by. Looks great. Mm-hmm. 
everybody in the past always says, oh, I'm not going to clean. They go outside, they go to clean because it looks beautiful. And they're like, oh, everybody has to see this. So, the so same that's reaction. how they get everybody to clean? That's how they get everybody to clean. And again, remember, he does something nobody's done. Everybody comments on it. He rips his helmet off. Mm-hmm. And only at that point does he begin to crawl towards Allison. Okay, so in the book, they describe what he feels inside as if uh-huh. he feels like his insides are going to explode. Like he feels like he's going to throw up. Mm. And so he needs to get the, he wants to get the helmet off. But that's the last we see of Holson. We don't know if Holson's actually dead because we never actually see his body. We never see like a shot of his body dead. And until yeah. you see that, we don't know if Holson's dead. That's my take here. Now, mm. the VR thing's pretty good. However, is it so far-fetched to think that he's walked by his by the screen of where his wife's body would be on that screen since the day she died? He's walked had to walk past it to his office every single day that he would memorize exactly. She's right by the tree. It's very easy to kind of pick where she would be, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I, would, I would give it a second here and, and see what it looks like. Because, I mean, it looks like he crawls up to her. Yeah. I mean, remember, remember the audience is not watching this alongside us, so be very visual with your. That, that, it, it's true. I mean, right now he's he's cleaned the sensor. He's turned back around to start to walk towards a tree and go over the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, now it looks like he's choking or suffocating or something. I, I still I'm sticking with my theory. I think whatever's inside of the suit is killing him, and the only way to like get outside of the silo safely is if you're able to bypass without that airlock. You got to get out essentially without. And look, like when he takes off the helmet, it's like he actually gasped. Like he's actually taking in air for the first time. But he still I, looks like he's I, suffering. Yeah, he does. And I mean, if... Oh, actually. Again, the, see, watch. It looks like at that point, he then sees his wife and then he crawls to his wife. And that's what it looks like. And I, I think... So I the think background, there's a moment where it shows him, like his face very close up. Uh-huh. And the background is very overexposed, but it kind of looks different. It doesn't look green. Well, I think, so I don't think the camera is giving you like the full color spectrum and everything like that. Like it is kind of gray toned out a little bit. Um, but little I, bit. I think that's probably like a symptom of just the technology and uh, the camera. Like I don't, I don't know if that's like a like nefarious editing of imagery. It kind of just seems like like a CCTV. Yeah, they don't you know, look great. My whole thought with these shows, like the sci-fi dystopian shows that have like a mystery like this, is that is the show as interesting once they reveal what the mystery is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always the thing for me. Is like, can you keep me after I know what the silo is, why they're there, that kind of thing? Because the show is the most interesting now when we have no idea and we're finding out. But I would kind of be a little disappointed if it, if it's like, oh, this is a social experiment. You know. <laughs> I would be a little disappointed if that's what it was. Um, just simply because it seems like such an easy route to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... I'm not... This is just I, where I my see that being a letdown. goes. No, so I, like, I can oh, see that being you know. a letdown. I, like, I, I, want, I do want this to be in the future yeah. after some nuclear attack and things like that. And what I think may have happened is you ended up... Ha- creating a corrupt government inside of the system that wants to control everybody and seemingly for for legitimate reasons if if what we just saw and, and my assumptions are true 
Hmm. Well, I kind of just don't want it to be anything. Like I want it to come out of left field. Whatever this is, I don't want to. I want. I don't want to guess it. I want all my guesses to be kind of wrong in a way. Although I do want Holston and Allison to still be alive if I could have that. Yeah. Um. The whole episode is pretty much a. We start to shift into Juliet being our protagonist here, right? Yep. The bottom. What do they call them? The I don't know. If, I almost said bottom dwellers. It's, it, well, it's like, the it's the mids, and I don't remember. I only remember the, mids. the down low, the down deep. Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the down deep. Yeah, the down deep is watching Holston's, you know, suicide mission outside, and Juliet leaves and says he's li- he lied. Now I couldn't figure out if she said he lied because. He maybe gave her a semi, like a semi-conditional thing, like Allison did for him. Like, hey, if I turn around and I clean, it's good. Or the opposite, which is, did he lie about George? You know? No, he. The reason why she said that he lied was, be, as far as I believe, is uh, he told her that he would give her a sign, and now in her eyes, he's dead. And so I, I think oh, that's what so she like, feels he liked. You know, I said I would reach out if, you know, yeah. I would try to get to the bottom of this. And now she's disillusioned with yeah. everything. That's what I think. Interesting. I was taking it as like, a, when I first watched it, I was like, okay, I would feel the same way Holston felt when Allison died, which is, is it good out there? Because why else would you turn around and clean? Yeah. You know? You know, there's this movie called The Happening where the environment starts to kill the people. Essentially, like, the people have been so mean to the environment and so uh, irresponsible with the environment that the environment now is going to kill us. That's, like, the whole premise of the movie. That's why people are just dropping dead outside and stuff like Mm. that. That's, like, the whole premise. (laughs) Could it be that everything's good outside and it's, like, the same exact premise, that the environment's just killing the people? It's, like, it looks good, but it's actually the environment is putting out, like, this pheromone or whatever thing that is killing them that would be be. interesting that was kind of my thought in the it's last episode it's it's like an evolution it's like uh what would if evolution is survival of the fittest right yeah and animals adapt and survive and plants adapt and survive to the conditions what if the conditions were hey there's a species on this planet that is destroying us and we need to literally eradicate them in order to survive (laughs) you know it's mm-hmm. that kind of concept that's the happening in a way. But uh, that's a rabbit hole. Uh, Marnes, he has a letter that he's been holding and he gives it to Johns. Janes, what are we calling her? Janes, Johns? I think it's Johns. Papa Jans? <laughs> no, not Papa Jans. Janes? Can we get the proper uh, pronunciation of that? John, Johns. It Johns. Looks, what is that, German? Mayor Johns. All right, it's Mayor Johns. That's it. It's official. That's the pronunciation. It's Mayor Johns. Mayor Johns is worried. Let me tell you something. The show does a great job of setting up the political landscape of the silo because she's going back in the history books and she says, I'm a little concerned that maybe the rebellion started with the cleaning that caused unrest. Because in this whole episode, you're seeing the civil unrest within the silo. Because if you really think about it, if you're sitting at the bottom of the silo or in the middle, you're like, wait a minute, the sheriff just went out to clean? The guy who was in charge of the law just got sent out to clean? They have no idea what's going on through his mind, right? Yeah. So for all they know, there's like this Gestapo up top that is just 
putting any, everybody outside to clean who doesn't agree with them, you know? And that's where we really meet judicial, who they have common. You know who common is? I know the name. I know the face. Okay. Well, you know his face. He's a rapper, actor. I think okay. he's like more of an actor than a rapper at this point. I, I, damn I good. thought of him as a rapper, but yeah, he I, was, feel, I, I feel like he's been in a few I believe movies he, or shows. I believe he started as a rapper and then... Well, I know he started as a rapper, but he's been in a bunch of TV and films now. Like he was in John John Wick. He was in Hell on Wheels on AMC. Ah. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's in Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Okay. Um, he's in a ton of stuff. So I got to say this role is perfect for him because he's one of the <laughs> most intimidating looking dudes you'll see. And we don't even know too much about judicial yet, but we know they mean business, you know? Yeah. They only have three lines or three words in this episode. Let's get their names. <laughs> yeah. We haven't touched on something here. Um, I kind of want to skip ahead a little to Marnes telling Johns about who the replacement for um, Holston was, which is Juliet. And it's funny because Marnes, even though it seems to have been Holston's best friend, it seems like Mayor Johns intuitively know knows Holston better than Marnes does, right? Yeah. In other words, like, she knows Holston doesn't do anything for no reason. So that there has to be something about this girl, Juliet, that would cause... You can stay there. I didn't mean for you to have to go all the way up. Um, she knows intuitively that Holston had to have seen something in Juliet that he would have purposely left that as his dying wish mm -hmm. to make her a sheriff, right? Yeah. Which I think goes to the vent that we saw in episode one. I'm assuming whatever he put in that vent, he left it to Juliet because she's going to probably inherit that room as sheriff yeah. i would assume so I, hopefully he left her a note or something i kind of thought it i thought i think after watching the second episode i thought he put the uh, hard drive in there so i'm curious to see what actually is in there Hmm. because i remember that she gives him the hard drive a yes. little later on in this well, episode he, he doesn't really give her a choice well that, i know that's true <laughs> Mm -hmm. In the end, he ends up with the hard drive. So I'm, I'm just assuming that that's kind of what he put in there. But yeah, well, they there's, first there's got to be more than just the hard drive. Like there's got to be something else that he's found at some point over yeah. this, however long this has been. It's interesting because when they first meet, they have no idea that they're very connected to each other, right? Both of mm -hmm. the, both of the people who they loved, died. Yeah. Both of the people who they loved their last key interaction was with their lover, right? Yeah. So they don't really get into jealousy too much here. But technically, if I was going to go by all the murder mysteries I've watched in my life, mm -hmm. Holston would be a prime suspect for having killed George and throwing him off the rail. Because if this was the guy who was last with your wife and your wife decides to freaking go out to clean like two days later. Yep. I'd kind of hold you a little bit culpable, pal. <laughs> um, so it's funny to me. I think that's the reason Holston doesn't really um, mention that up front to Juliet. First and foremost, because they're sussing each other out. They're both figuring out whether they are trustworthy enough to, to confide in, right? Yeah. Juli Juliet trying to find out if she's if he's trustworthy enough to tell her tell him about what George was up to, which. She was in an unsanctioned relationship with George, which I guess in the silo, you have to report which relationships you're in, you know. Or get approved. Approved I'm relationships. Yeah. 
So she is with George unsanctioned because he has a bunch of relics that he doesn't want to get tied to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do trust each other pretty fast. George and uh, no, Juliet? No, no. Holston and Juliet. Holston and Juliet. Yeah, they do. They do. Although, I mean, they've, they've kind of both been through some stuff, so I guess they can, they can sort of relate. There's less tolerance, I guess, for BS or beating around the bush. They kind of have, have suffered, and so they're kind of just going straight towards what they're both interested in, right? Yeah. Which is they're breaking the pack left and right, even though I don't know that pact by heart. But they go into this tunnel that's off limits. They're looking at relics. They're hiding relics. They're doing things that are all punishable by, like, death pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, I would imagine that Holston would also, at the, at this point, want his wife to be right yeah 100%. i mean i, I don't, I don't know that's why. the only hope that she's alive <laughs> exactly so i mean i he's kind of got reasons to trust people i guess at this point that are or were close to her before she died well we we did get confirmation that they're on earth because unless there's Pez dispensers on Mars. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, true, true. And, and we was, got confirmation. I was say, what are you talking about? <laughs> we got confirmation that we're in the future simply by that Pez dispenser. Yeah. So we're in the future and there was Pez dispensers. So, um, by the way, Pez used to be like my favorite like oh, it was so toy fun. candy as, as a kid. I used I to love those Pez. I haven't had a Pez in at least 10, 15 years. Easily. It's probably been about the same for me. Do they even make them anymore? Of course course they make pets i think they're like collector's items yeah i don't even yeah, know if a pet tastes good anymore to me like i would like, <laughs> I like no to idea. try a pet it's just like a sugar uh capsule <laughs> it's like a tic tac it's like a better yeah. tic tac but not a mint yeah the orange huh. tic tacs the orange I a, ones i was an orange tic tac guy i, I like the orange the mint like, or that the white mint one it's just it's a bit strong it's nasty yeah. I mean, I have them, but. Okay, so. Juliet. All right, first and foremost, you know how strong you got to be to go up a rope that long? I'm dead. The moment I go into that hole, dude, you know, to climb up that rope back oh, up know. top to that little outpost, because we're obviously talking about the, the workstation that George had by the digger, that giant machine that supposedly dug the hole of the silo. Mm hmm. Which didn't make too much sense to me. There has to be a way out of that hole, which is, I think, what George was looking for. Well, I mean, there's water below. You want me to skip over to it? Yeah, but yeah, not too far past. We're gonna so, get deeper into all this. I'm not. I'm just kind of glancing, you know, because yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I don't know how deep that cave goes it, that, it kind of doesn't can, look like it goes that deep, i can though. promise you the level of rope climbing that you need to be able to be capable of is not just something that you can just glance over here like if you throw this rope down there you got no light you should tuck no water down there uh-huh you ain't climbing back up pal you, you're gonna have to have a lot of skill to do that that's well, at the, least a hundred feet yeah, it looks like it. And it's, there's water down there, right? So if you get to the end of that rope, oh, how, yeah, that, how are you, you going to get back up onto that rope? Isn't that funny? They actually don't have an idea about the concept of swimming because they, they don't have a pool in there. Yeah, 
Yeah, she had mentioned something. I think I can't remember if it was this. I think it was this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she was yeah. just like, "It, yeah, it's 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 water. Wet, you, everything sinks in water. Yeah, you'll sink." <laughs> they they don't know what swimming is. It's hilarious. We, you kind of have to retrain your mind when you watch this show that they don't know about the simplest of concepts that mm-hmm. we are familiar with, which is interesting. But the episode, this is the episode, this is why they dropped two. Because this is the perfect cliffhanger to reel in the entire audience. Yeah. She goes down into the hole, loses the headlamp. It goes deep in the water. So it, it confirms her suspicions about water. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Things sinking in the water. It sinks. It sinks. Gotta climb back up yeah. and hope I don't die. <laughs> yeah. Which she seems strong enough to do. I just said I would personally be screwed if I had to, you know, climb back up a hundred feet. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it, it makes me exhausted looking at it. And she falls like 20 feet. Yeah. And she's not even at the bottom. Okay. Is, but, all right. Well, she is towards the bottom of the rope. Cause and the, it, cause the, the bottom of the rope is right at the water level. Yes. How convenient. How convenient. And that's where the episode ends. Now, where's that light coming from? Well, everything the lamp? above. No, well, I thought so at first, but remember in this shaft, this hole, what, mine, whatever you want to call this, that this drill was digging in, there's lights above. They're not all there. True, there true. There's some lights above that are... Um, you know, shining on down. Lights were hitting her from the bottom though, but that concludes episode two of Silo. I know we missed some things there. That's the point of the instant reaction. It's whatever jumps out at you first, right? Yeah, absolutely. I've got, I've got one question. When we pick up in the next episode, do you think she's going to go down or try and go back up? The start of the next episode. Well, I can tell you what's going to happen at the start of the next episode, technically, because the, the way they're piecemealing this, I still have certain things that I have in my in my okay. holster, in my literary holster. Okay. But I can tell you the only way you're going to find out. The deep dive. No. We're watching By tuning into that next episode, <laughs> the one after that. <laughs> you got to stand for the ride, man. Yeah. What was the title of this episode, by the way? Oh, you asked me after I closed it out. I, th- I think I have mine open. Hold on. Holston's pick. Okay. Holston's yeah, Holston's pick. pick. Okay. Seems like on the next episode, we're going to have a lot of Bernard, who's the guy in charge of IT. So, Johns mentions that she's going to go down to see Juliet. That's really how the book opens, is, is a tour that her and Marnes do going down hmm. to the bottom. So, we do know that she's going to do that. and But the show does a really good job of saying also... A side reason of why she why she wants to do that is to ease the silo, let everybody see their leader, yeah. you know, um, that sort of thing. But overall, yeah. I'm hooked. I'm glad. I'm glad that the show is as good as I, I hoped it would be. Same. They're just doing an excellent job so far. I think we got a new director on the next episode. Who's the director of the next one? Uh, not sure. Are they doing that thing where they switch off every few episodes? Yeah, I think we got. <sighs> We had Morton Tildum, I think is his name, um, or yeah, something like that for the first two, and then we have someone else for the next two. So should be interesting. I, I don't know if Juliet's going to go further down. I We'll talk about that on the deep dive, our, our theories on what's going to happen next. But th- all right. thank you all for tuning in. Just wanted to take an opportunity to say thank you for literally making us the number one silo pod. I know we say that, and it's not tongue-in-cheek. I, I literally think that we are 
the number one silo pod in the world based off of the numbers that we're seeing and the listeners who are tuning in, just hundreds of you um, bordering on thousand, on a, you know, and getting there, getting there yeah. slowly but <laughs> surely, Very close. like overnight type stuff that we're seeing. And it's just, uh, it's nice to have you all along for the ride. Like we have mentioned in previous episodes, we're independently owned. We're not like a big old company, but we do try our best to put entertaining commentary for you all out there who are looking for good shows to watch and Hopefully, if we can help you find those shows or give you commentary to to feed you with entertainment until the next episodes come out, that's what uh, we love to do. So I'm I'm actually love the Apple cadence of releasing shows. It gets us back to like the old cably ways. Same of um of you have some water cooler talk and did you see the episode and what do you think's gonna happen next and not just binging and binging and binging all the time. It's refreshing. I, I don't I don't like binging shows. It it gets annoying after like three. By the way, I have the landscape. It's landscaping going on outside right now. So if it picks up on the mic. But yeah, uh, thank you all for tuning in. For those of you who are listening and who have enjoyed the episodes, there are a large percentage of you who have not hit subscribe and follow. It helps us out tremendously. And what would help us out even more is if you leave us a nice rating and review on Spotify and Apple. Those tend to be the two platforms we focus on most for Story Archives at this time. And um, Zach, I'll let you do the rest of the outro stuff, but we will be doing a deep dive tonight and posting hopefully tonight, if not tomorrow morning. So enjoy the instant reaction until then. And then we will see you again. Well, we'll see you again in the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I just noticed you have the book wool in the background as well. So That's a little Easter egg. Nice. Yeah, nice. For the video watchers. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Silo by Story Archives. Uh, yet again, the number one podcast in the world for Silo. Um, you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can visit a website at soapbox.house where you'll find links up to the show and a few others on the network. Let's go outside. Cool.